Hey guys, we get to another episode of When the Scriptures Become Real. It's kind of a podcast where we learn, where we study, where we grow, where we try to become the best versions of ourselves as we can, as we continue to serve our Lord. Again, you guys find the podcast on YouTube and anywhere else you can get your podcast. We're just so thankful you guys are here and that you guys are with us today. So we took a week week break off. We missed you guys, uh, but we are back in the studio and we're ready to record again. And I am extremely excited Um for this podcast title today and what we're talking about in our conversation. And I think based off social media, uh, you guys are looking forward to this just as I'm looking forward to it. So I can't wait to to dive in and jump into this conversation with you guys. So let's start it off this way. Uh, there was a podcast that I watched not too long ago, and there's a man on the podcast that deals with so many difficulties, right? So physically, there's a lot of things with him. Mentally, there's a lot of things with him. Uh, and he struggles. <clears throat> and anything you can think of, he's either gone through it or he's currently in it, right? And so he's he's telling the host, you know, basically how difficult things have been. And he takes responsibility, right, based off of the decisions that I've made and the places that I decided to go and the people that I decided to cling to. Right, this is what I'm facing now. And so the man says he met somebody. And he met this friend and he said, I didn't understand because when I met this friend, this friend coming in knew my difficulties, knew my struggles, knew who I was. There was nothing, there was nothing to hide. They knew and they decided to stay. And he said at first, when this person decided to stay and come into his life, he got mad and here's the reason why, which again, we can, you can probably relate to this as I can relate to it. The man got mad at this person that came in and he said, well, why are you staying? Why are you staying? And here's his reasoning, guys. He said, this is crazy. He said this, this person looked at me and said, I'm staying because I care and I want to be here. And then the man said, I have nothing to offer you. So what's your purpose in staying when I don't have anything to offer? And then he said, once this other person said that they're staying, he said, now in that moment, it took him years to get this. And maybe it's taken us years. Maybe we haven't even reached this pinnacle yet. <clears throat> but he said, I finally understood what true love looked like. And he said, I started to understand when you look at his situation and once we compare that to scripture, now you understand what the love of Christ is. So as we kind of talk about this, do you guys ever feel like that sometimes where you may be going through some difficulties or things might be going really great for you either way, right? Either way, whether it's good, whether it's bad, no matter where you are in life, isn't it great to have, um, I guess we can call it the, almost like the ministry of presence, the ministry of just having somebody there. And somebody doesn't necessarily have to do something for you or provide something for you or give you stuff or make you feel a certain way. But you just know in the back of your mind that this person is there or these people or this group is there. Doesn't that mean all the world of difference for you? I think sometimes, and myself included, I think sometimes what we tend to do is we tend to downplay just being present in somebody's life, what that does. And it, it's so important. And from that man's perspective, 
what we're going to look at as we conversate and as we talk and go through some stuff today with you guys, we're going to look at the topic, how are you hanging in there? I'm just checking in. Okay? How are you hanging in there? I'm just checking in. You know, have you guys ever, as we kind of intro this and before we get into our text, have you ever just been doing what you're doing, going along your day, doing the things that you normally do, and then your phone rings and you get a text? And you get a text from maybe a group of people or a person that you just haven't talked to in a while. And you get that text and it feels weird, doesn't it? Because you're like, oh, this this came out of nowhere, right? This this came out of the blue. What's what's going on here, right? But then you get that text and it, it goes something like, hey, just checking in, making sure you're good, all that stuff, right? And so as you get that text, it feels weird, doesn't it? But at the same time, there's a secret part of you that's like, man, I'm, I'm thankful that somebody out here outside of my my world, which that could be your place, your life, your wherever you are, somebody else out here in this world took the time to send something just for a second to check in and to see how you were doing. It's a different it's a it's a crazy kind of feeling, even though you may not understand the reasonings behind it. It's a crazy feeling when it happens. <clears throat> and so the 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 ministry of presence and just being there is so huge. And, and I think a lot of times, especially from a male's, perspe- male's perspective, but also just from if you just like to help people and be there for them, a lot of times we downplay just being there because we feel like, okay, if somebody's going through something or they're crying or they're hurting and you physically see it, you want to fix it so bad that you want to say the right thing and you put so much pressure on yourself to say the right thing and you might go as far as before you even see the group or see the person again you kind of have a script so you can kind of know what to say so you can fix it all right and so you put so much pressure on yourself but just being there i know sometimes it feels like i'm not i'm not doing much i'm just kind of hanging i'm just here but that's enough and we, we got to understand we can't make the simple things that Christ tells us to do, and that's just a good human thing to do. We can't make the simple things hard. But what myself and a lot of us do is because something either in Scripture or just being a good person, even though that seems so simple, we overcomplicate it to feel like we have to do more than what we're doing. Right. And and so as we look at this, how you hanging in there? Just checking in. So I'm kind of treating this podcast like I do all of them, but specifically this one. I'm treating this podcast as if I'm in the car with you right now. I'm treating this podcast as if I'm walking with you right now. I'm at the gym with you right now. I'm sitting across the table from you right now. We're just having a conversation right now. That's how I'm treating this podcast. So just know that if nobody has, I'll be that replacement today, and hopefully you can share this and help someone else. But if no one has really checked in, I just want to be the one to check in. So how you hang it in there? And what we're going to do, we're going to look at a, it's a short example, but it's, it's power-packed. There's so much stuff here. Um, so if you're, if you're walking in the gym, whatever you're doing, check this text out if you don't have a Bible with you. Um, but if you have a Bible with you, look at 2 Samuel chapter 15. This is how we want to segue into our text 
and what we're talking about in our pod today. Second Samuel chapter 15. Now let's get some let's get some background so we can understand so we can feel like we're there in the text. So in 2 Samuel 15, remember before with David's sin with Bathsheba. Now, if you don't know what happened, quickly, David saw Bathsheba bathing. He went in. She was already married. He asked the servants to go get her. He slept with her, and now Bathsheba's pregnant. David then uh, has a plan to kill Bathsheba's husband and puts him on the forefront of the battle line so that he dies in the heat of battle first. He dies in the heat of battle, and now God is displeased with what happens. God sends a prophet named Nathan, tells him, you're the one that's done this. David repents, but God tells him, your firstborn child's going to die because of this. So his firstborn child dies, and also God tells him that the sword would never leave your house. So there would always be a certain level of strife within your house because of this. Now we find ourselves in 2 Samuel chapter 15, and Absalom, David's son, kind of fulfills what God said, because Absalom wants to take the kingdom from David now. See, the sword never leaves the house. So that's where we are. So here's some background of what Absalom does. <clears throat> Verses 1 through 5, just so we don't have to read the whole chapter. Verses 1 through 5 of 2 Samuel, or 1 through 6, this is what Absalom, David's son, does. So Absalom was known for his beauty, right? And so what Absalom would do, remember when we looked at our Ruth and Boaz series, when you would sit at the gate, that's where official business would happen. So Absalom started sitting at the gate. And as he sat at the gate, when people had problems, he won the hearts of the people. And so after he won their hearts, then he wanted the throne from his dad. So then David has to flee from the throne because Absalom wants the, the throne from David and he has the support of all the people. So that's where we are, okay? So I want you to look at this. So let's start in verse 17 of 2 Samuel 15. So when the king went forth, this is talking about David, and all the people after him that tarried in one place were far off, and his servants passed on beside him, all the Cherethites, uh, the Pethelites, the Gittites, 600 men which came after him from Gath, passed on before the king. So imagine David. He's fleeing from his throne. And as he's looking at his kingdom afar off, all these people are following him. And he's looking back and he's understanding what happened. He's understanding the things that, that's going on because of his mistakes. Now this, is get, this gets amazing. So remember, how are you hanging in there? I'm just checking in. So remember, David's in this situation because of his decisions. We're in our situations because of our decisions. And sometimes we need people. Yes, there needs to be correction. Absolutely. But there also needs to be, how are you, though? How are you hanging in there? What can I do to help you? How can I pray for you? Can I just be there? Right? This is what I'm saying. This is what we're missing. We've got the correction down pat. That's all we do, really. All we do is tell people how wrong they are. We tell them their faults. We tell them, I told you so's. That's all we do. And I'm not saying that there's not a place for that. There is. And God told David these things. But I want you to notice, as David is looking back at that kingdom, David's thinking, this is my son. He's taken over. The Lord told me this would happen because of my decisions. This is difficult. And think about David. How hard would it have been if nobody would have been there for him? 
Now you have David following all these people and these people are following David, but there's one specific person that the text brings out. Verse 19, then the king said to Ittai, the Gittite, why are you going with us? (laughs) So There's so much. He tells Ittai, the Gittite, why are you, why are you following me? I have nothing to offer you. I don't have the throne anymore. They love Absalom more than me. I'm fleeing now. I don't know where I'm going to go. If you're associated with who I am, you're going to be persecuted just because you stand next to me. And David told Ittai the Gittite, why, why are you going with us? You know, sometimes that's the question that you're going to face when you're in the ministry of presence, when you're just there with people and when you're there for people. And people have done things that are wrong. They've done things that aren't the right. They haven't done things the the correct way. And you're still supportive and you're still showing them the love of Christ. What they're going to do is they're going to get mad. You know, have you ever done that before? And, And it might not even be, you know, this situation as David. But you ever been in a situation where you have nothing to offer, but someone just continues to show kindness And then in your mind, you kind of get angry and you kind of get short with them. Why are you, I didn't ask you to text me. I didn't ask you to be here. I didn't ask for your help. I didn't ask for you to assist me in this. I didn't ask for that. So in our minds, we might not tell them this, but in our minds, we're saying, why are you here? Why, Why are you here? Why do you keep showing up? Why do you keep checking in? Why are you, why are you asking how I'm doing? I didn't ask for that. So just like the guy in the before in the podcast, he knew he'd been going through all these things. And when someone decided to show concern and when someone decided to show the true love of Christ for them, concern that they haven't felt in a long time, the first response is we get mad. <laughs> why, are, why are you here? And this is the question that David's asking. I have nothing to offer you anymore. So why are you going with us? You know, that's, that's the question that as mankind that we could have asked Jesus himself. Lord, we've, we've done all these things. Sin has entered into the world because of our pride. We, we are not humble people. <clears throat> we feel like we have all the answers. We don't, we don't need to be guided. We don't need to be led. Why are you continuing to love us? Why are you still faithful? Why did you give your son's life for me? I don't understand. Why are you going with us? John 3, 16. The answer is for God so loved. So what should be your response when you help people and you're there for people and you love people and you check in on people and you're making sure people are okay, even though they may be so, they may kind of repel you because number one, they're not used to being cared for. They're not used to having concern. They're used to doing things so solo and so independent that when an outside force comes in and actually cares about them, they freak out and they get mad and they get angry and they isolate farther. So when you deal with this, like it's I was dealing with it with David, What should be your response? The same thing that God responded to us. For God so loved the world that he gave. 
why are you doing this? Why are you, why are you along for this ride? I didn't ask you to be here. Why are you here? Because Christ loved me when I had nothing to give. So I love you when you have nothing to give me either. Come on now. <laughs> you see how ridiculous this is? This is only one phrase in verse 19. Okay? Y'all see how rich the scriptures are? This is this gets ridiculous. So now as as we look at this text, <laughs> it's just it's so amazing that all of us have been in that situation if we're being why are you here? <laughs> I don't have anything to offer you. Why are you why are you here? This is it's so beautiful. Now notice his response. <laughs> this is so good. So not only does David say, why are you here with us? Then he goes a little farther as we go a little farther. Here's how he continues down this. Why don't you go and return to your place and you go abide with the king? So who's the king at this time? David. But who does David say the king is? Absalom. So isn't it interesting that that's what we'll do? So if someone comes in really showing true love and concern for us, I don't have anything to offer you. Why are you here? I don't need you. Why don't you go and be with somebody else? Why don't you go pick somebody else? See, here's the danger of that mindset. <clears throat> I know in the moment it seems to make sense to you because you're so used to doing things solo. I get that. Trust me, I get that. But here's the danger of that. Two dangers. Here's the first danger. If that mindset continues within us, then no human being alive will ever be good enough for you. No human being alive. Here's the second danger. Second danger is if no human being will be good enough for you, then when Christ actually tries to help you through people, through whatever means necessary that he deems, deems right for you, you will tell Christ the same thing too. Why don't you go help somebody else, Lord? Why do you want me? Why are you asking me to go with you? Why do you want me to go? Isn't that interesting? The thing about a Gittite, <clears throat> a Gittite was not an Israelite. So a Gittite was a foreigner. So isn't it interesting that the picture that the Bible paints about foreigners, that even though they weren't a part of God's people, they've seen enough that they wanted to stay. So think about Ittai. Ittai said, I'm not going, <laughs> I'm staying right here. And we'll see that in a second. Isn't it interesting when we looked at our Ruth and Boaz series, Ruth to Naomi, she was a foreigner. And what did Ruth tell Naomi? I'm not going anywhere. Do <laughs> you see the theme here? So what is Christ saying to you right now? You may feel like a foreigner. You have no idea, Jordan. You have no idea the things that I've said. You have no idea the things that I've done. You have no idea the things and the places that I've been. And you have no idea the person that I am. And you don't get how difficult it is and how hard it is, and you don't you don't understand. I'm better off by myself because I know me and I know nobody wants me. So I don't I appreciate your help, but I don't need it. Right? Is that your attitude? Trust me, I get that. Is that your attitude? 
Well, notice this. If that's the case, who still wants to walk with you? Christ. It's, that's ridiculous. It's so good. But sometimes we'll be like, David, look, I get your loyalty. I appreciate your kindness. I appreciate your texts. I appreciate what you're doing. And I'm not saying that you're wrong, but I'm not the girl for it. I'm not the guy for it. So why don't you go give that love, that care, that concern that you have for me? Why don't you go and return to your place and go give it to somebody else? How many times have we done that, guys? Go give it to somebody else. And if we do that to people, we're going to do that to Christ. And I just don't want you guys to miss that in, in what Christ will do for you. And I don't want you to miss that when good people do it to you. Please don't miss when people do that. Watch this. <clears throat> Keep going. Isn't this crazy that this is all in verse 19? How ridiculous is that? This is all 19. Let's keep going. Return to your place, and why don't you go with Absalom? You go abide with the king, for you're a stranger and you're in exile. Verse 20. <laughs> now David goes a little farther. This is, this, is, this is us, man. This is so us. Verse 20. And David said, you came yesterday. <laughs> David has some, imagine David being like, I, it, I appreciate the support. I appreciate the love, but I just, you came here yesterday and this is happening today. So what sense of loyalty do you have to me? Isn't that interesting? <laughs> he said, you came yesterday. Why should I make you today go up and down with us? Why should you be associated with my pain and suffering when I just met you yesterday? You know, the great thing about the ministry of presence, here's the beauty about it, and, and Itai teaches us this, but Christ also teaches us this. You can know a person for years, and they will be there. They can be there. That's great. But did you know that you can meet somebody that's literally brand new but because of the heart that they have, they will still be there for you. So let's let's refer that to Christ. You could have known Christ for a long time. Guess what? He will still be there. But right now, if you don't know Christ, and if you've known about him, you can get to know him today, and he will still be there as if you've known him forever. That's ridiculous. And that's the attitude, Philippians chapter 2, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. That's the same mind that Christ has given to his people. So if you've ever experienced that and it felt weird and it felt off and it felt like you didn't understand and you freaked out, that's the love of Christ. And you just saw that in a person, but you've either rejected it or you accepted it. You, you, just saw, you just saw it, which is crazy. So now, why, why would I make you go up and down with us, right? Why would I do that? Seeing verse 20, seeing that I go where I may, why don't you return and why don't you go back with your brethren? So Ittai brought more people with him. Why don't you just leave? And isn't that the end of the conversation that we have with people? Look, man. I appreciate what you're doing. I love your kindness. I love your heart. You need to go give that to somebody else. 
because I can't I can't receive that. You need to go give that to somebody else because I've never felt that. Here's the thing about it. If you've never really felt true love and concern from somebody, your walls are so built up that when a true heart comes in and feels that for you, you you repel them away because you think it's danger. And to you, the only healthy thing in your life is chaos. The only healthy thing in your life is isolation. The only healthy thing in your life is you, yourself, and you. So when an outside force comes in with true love and care and concern of, of Jesus Christ, and when they come in to you, and when they try to give you that love and show you that love, then you repel them because you've never felt that, and it freaks you out. And so you feel like, man, if I let these walls down, then all I'm going to be is is get hurt or have the giant potential to get hurt. So, look, I'm not going to be a mean person to you. I'm not going to say, I'll, I'll just be short with you, and I'll just tell you to go because I just can't do it. How many of us have done that? That's ridiculous. How many of us are doing that, right? I-N-G, continual. We keep doing that with people. Man, man, it's just, okay, let's keep going. So return and go back with your brethren. Mercy and truth be with you. Just just go away, right? I appreciate your love. I appreciate what you're trying to do, but you just don't know me, okay? You just don't know what I got to deal with. I don't want you to get hurt. So I appreciate the love that you tried to show and the concern and the presence that you tried to show. But just just go your way, and I'll pray for you. Thanks. How many of us have turned away people like that? And if Christ works in us, if we've turned away people like that, who have we turned away? Jesus himself. Guys, it may be time to sit as we kind of think about this and conversate. It may be time to sit and reevaluate some stuff. It's always important to evaluate. You know how an, you know, an athlete always watches tape, even if they perform well or bad, they always reevaluate to see, ah, yeah, maybe I could have done better here. Ah, yeah, I see that. Spiritually, we got to reevaluate. Okay, what am I doing? How am I, how am I treating people? Who has come in and tried to help? Let me, because sometimes you're so busy, you just, things just kind of bounce off and I get that, but sometimes you just need to slow down. Okay, let's, let's see what's happening here. Okay, let's. Let's just take a second and let's absorb what's happening here. Ah, uh, maybe I was a little short with them. Ah, uh, yeah, maybe I maybe I should have I should have continued that conversation. Ah, uh, yeah, maybe I you see what I mean? Take some time. Take some time to do that. Okay. So then verse 21. <laughs> this is so good. So after David goes through his whole spiel, which all of us have probably said to to people all throughout our lives. So after David goes through his spiel, as you go through yours, this is Ittai's response. Verse 21, and Ittai answered the king, and he said, as the Lord lives, and as the Lord the king lives. So who did David call the king? Absalom. Who did Ittai call the king? That's you, David. You see what Ittai's doing? Ittai's reminding David of who he is. Sometimes when we go through some stuff and we've been so beat down and when we've been so defeated, 
we see ourselves as losers. We see ourselves as, um, uh, what's the word? We, we, we almost see ourselves as, as um, not even not effective, I guess you can say. We also see ourselves as, as problems. We see ourselves as, as issues. And, we, we all, and I've heard this. We see ourselves as cancer. So, man, anything I'm attached to, I kill it. Anything, anywhere I go, people leave. Any, so you see yourself. I, I've heard that. You see yourself like that. But what did Ittai do? Ittai reminded David of who he is. Do you know who you are? You are not a cancer to God's people. You are not, you are not this. You're not that. You're the king. Do you know who you are? You're, the, you're a son of God. You're, you're a child of God. You're a daughter of God. You, you, you know that, right? And notice what Ittai is doing. Ittai is slowly building David up when all David wants to do is push Ittai away. <laughs> That's the beauty of the presence of ministry or the, the ministry of presence is once some time has elapsed, you begin to remind people, I know this is who you think you are. But this is who you are. And and Ittai is doing that for David. Let's keep going. Uh, verse 21. So Ittai answered the king and said, As the Lord lives, and as my Lord the king lives, surely. Oh man, this is this is unreal. Surely. In whatever place that the Lord King will be, whether it's in death or whether it's in life. This is where your servant will be too. If that is not Jesus Christ, I don't know what is. Ittai was showing us a picture of what Jesus was going to be. And Ittai was also showing a picture of what we should be for Christ. No matter what's going to happen, if I follow Christ and people want me around, that's great. If I follow Christ and people just don't want me around, I'm still going to follow Christ. But wherever the Lord, my King, wants me to be, wherever it is, I'm going with you. And Ittai just met David yesterday. <laughs> he met David yesterday. Jesus is looking for followers like Ittai. He's looking for people that when they see people like David, completely dejected, completely feel like they have no hope, that the storm's never going to pass, that there's nothing in this life for them anymore because of where they are. They need Ittai's and they need Christ to remind them wherever you're going, the love of Christ is coming with you. I can't do it for you. But the ministry of presence, I'll be around. You know, isn't that isn't that comforting when you hear that from somebody through a text or phone call or whatever it is? You can't do what you know somebody should do, right? In terms of um, getting better, in terms of uh, their health, in terms of whatever it is spiritually, right? You can't do the work for them, but it's very comforting. When 
you have to do those things, but you hear people verbally say to you and you hear people maybe text you or whatever it is. Hey, look, I believe in what you're doing. I believe in where you're trying to go. If you need me, I'll be around. I'll be around. And it's, I said, wherever your servant, wherever the king goes, that's where I'm going. Ruth said, wherever you go, I go. Man, isn't, it, isn't, that, isn't that amazing? It's, it's, it's incredible to know that just in those short verses, 19 to 22, the level of friendship there that Itai had for David is a level of friendship that I would like to attain for others and that I haven't had for others at times. Absolutely. And I know that you could say the same thing if we're being honest as we're going through our conversation today through, through this podcast. Isn't there, there's always a way to improve. And I think the application as we kind of wrap up our, our talk and discussion and study, I think our application, guys, is two things. One, we need to be like Itai. We need to learn to speak life into folks. We need to learn how to how to just how to be present. I think a lot of us are there, but I don't think a lot of us are present. And there's a difference between that. I think a lot of us are just there, but I don't think a lot of us are present. Um, so we need to be present. But then here's the second application. The second application is not only do we need to be like Itai, but I think the second application is we need to increase our level of understanding, not academically, which is great because that's needed, but we need to increase our understanding um, with our empathy. So Itai, even though he just knew David yesterday, Itai had enough sense and Itai had enough. He was looking and he understood the situation. And he he knew what Absalom was trying to do, but he knew what David was trying to do. And he said, okay, I understand and I'm sticking with you. That's a, That's an important thing too. And so as we talk about our friends, there's going to be times where you ha- you're not going to be the, the greatest friend to people that you need to be. And I know all of you have been in that situation. I know there's been situations where I haven't been the best friend that I needed to be, right? We've all been there. We've all been there. But the beauty of what Itai is doing and the beauty of what David's going to see, David's going to see that when you meet people like Itai in your life, when you have the Absaloms in your life, the Ittai's, what they do, they restore your hope in people. And as we close, I think I think what I think the rut that a lot of us are in and that a lot of you are in is you had that one person or you had that one group of people or you had that whatever it is, and that was enough for you to lose your faith in people. And let's get specific. It was enough for you to lose faith in God's people. So once you saw that, once you experienced that, once you felt that, you were done. 
And at that point, your wall was huge. And so what the Lord may have sent you and you missed it or what the Lord is sending you right now, he's going to send you an itai. And that itai is going to be honest. That itai is going to have true care. That itai is going to have true concern. And what he or she in the form of itai will do for you, because that person is so good, and you're going you're gonna to know that when you see it. I promise you, you'll know it. That person is so good that that itai, because he's showing or she's showing the love of Christ to you, he will restore your faith in people that you've lost. So my question, as we're maybe in the car together, we're maybe at the gym together, we're maybe just walking together, my question to you, how you hanging in there? I'm just checking in. Maybe there's something we can do. Like reach out, send something, send a send a message, send a DM. I know you guys have done that already, but this may be one of those ones where we get some we really get some conversation. And there's been a lot of those, but this is this is going to be one of them ones, right? So definitely reach out. Um we we want to help. We want to we we you want to go through this text again, we'll go through the text again, right? If you want to talk, we'll talk. Um, but we want to build this environment here, which you guys have helped us build, where we can talk, where we can grow, where you could reach out, we can pray for one another, and we can become these people that we're talking about, not just read about them. So, again, I, I told y'all this was going to be crazy, right? Love you guys, man. I appreciate you guys. Thank you guys for sticking with us and always hanging in there with us, and um, we hope that we can do the same for you. So, Lord willing, um we will be back on, hopefully on Monday, with another podcast. Again, check everything out. Reach out. Love you guys. Appreciate you guys. And Lord willing, we will see you guys next week. Thanks, guys.